0: Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four,
1: three,
0: two, one. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and this is the 10 News, where we get the lowdown on what's up in the world. This week, many Americans are getting ready to celebrate Juneteenth. A mashup of the words June and 19th, it's an annual holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States that has been celebrated by African Americans since 1865, when Union troops marched into Texas, the westernmost Confederate state, and announced enslaved black people were free. The day celebrates freedom and resilience. So, this week, as we lead up to the 155 year old celebration, we'll explore how people celebrate, the history of the day, and why this holiday has recently gained more attention than ever. Let's get to the ten! Freedom Day, Emancipation Day, Jubilee. These are all names for Juneteenth. Many people think slavery ended on the day Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation in January 1863. But it actually took more than two and a half years for it to become official throughout all of the Confederate states. Our correspondent, Pamela Kirkland, calls up Kelly Navies, a museum specialist in oral history at the National Museum of African-American History and Culture in Washington, D.C., to explain a bit more about the history of the holiday. We'll just start with what is Juneteenth?
2: Juneteenth. Juneteenth is this great day that is celebrated because on June 19th, 1865, General Gordon Ranger arrived in Galveston, Texas, with Order Number 3 announcing that the enslaved were now free. This is important because although the Emancipation Proclamation had been signed in 1863, it had little to no impact on most of the enslaved throughout the South because if there weren't Union soldiers there to enforce it, it literally meant nothing and it did not change um, your life. If you were an enslaved human being in Texas, which was the westernmost state, there was very little union presence throughout the war. So it was as if nothing had happened. In fact, there were slave owners who moved west to continue the practice of slavery, moved to Texas for that purpose. So this day, this was a big day. He arrived with almost 2000 troops, some of whom were United States colored troops. And they enforced this order. What What's kind
3: of the history of Juneteenth and the legacy? It's only recently, really, that it's become more widely known.
2: Yes, I. I well, it started in Texas. So immediately, a year after this announcement, they had their first Juneteenth um, in Texas in Houston. The African Americans there uh, saved up money and bought land specifically for this purpose. That be- became Emancipation Park, and it was practiced throughout Texas um, and also places like Oklahoma. It started to slowly spread with the Great Migration, and what you see is different waves. So it was celebrated through the turn of the century. Then it waned a little. Then um, you see it was coming back after uh, after the World War II. And then there was another big boost after the Civil Rights era, after the 60s.
3: What are some of the exhibits that highlight Juneteenth and and emancipation?
2: We have an entire um, gallery um, devoted to slavery and freedom. So there you will find uh, uh, many artifacts relating to. We have the actual copy of the Emancipation Proclamation, for example. We have um, uh, many artifacts related to the underground um, railroad movement things that belong to Harriet Tubman, such as her shawl and her hymnal, different things that led to emancipation, such as Nat Turner's insurrection, and we have his Bible. So there are a lot of different artifacts that relate to emancipation. We have the home built by freedmen and women um, just after the end of the Civil War in Maryland, things like that. I could go on and on. I mean, our museum is full of stories.
3: And if you can't visit the museum, um, there are lots of virtual options You should
2: definitely go to our websites, especially since the pandemic, we've been putting things up all year long. We have pages devoted to Kwanzaa. Our our page for Juneteenth last year won awards and we're doing more for this year. I hope that uh, people will go out and, and, and celebrate it this year. There's so many different ways to do that. If it's not happening in your town, go to our website and start your own Juneteenth celebration.
0: Whether you're celebrating in person or virtually, Juneteenth is a celebration of freedom and resilience. Last year, the parties were smaller like everything because of the pandemic, but now the parades, picnics, and pageants are starting to come back. Cities like Atlanta, Washington, DC, and LA hold festivals and music events. And in Texas, there's even a beauty pageant to crown a Miss Juneteenth. So however you're celebrating this year, The 10 wishes you a very happy Freedom Day. Even though it's been celebrated in the African-American community for a very long time, this event is unknown to many Americans. And a movement is gaining strength to make it an official national holiday. Some companies, like Twitter and Nike, have made Juneteenth a paid day off. Texas was actually the first state to declare it a holiday in 1980, and 45 other states have made moves to recognize Juneteenth since then. Today, we get a wonderful double dose of our correspondent, Pamela Kirkland, who recently got a chance to talk with one woman who's on a mission to get Juneteenth the recognition it deserves. Miss Opal Lee is a lifelong activist and
3: educator in Fort Worth, Texas. She's also the author of Juneteenth, a children's story. She's 94 years old, and now she's on a mission to make Juneteenth a national holiday. Ms. Opal, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having
1: me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so first question, what does Juneteenth mean to
1: you? Oh, listen, when I was a little one, it was all festival. Oh, I enjoyed it so much. The food, the music, the people, the activities. And now I'm on a kick for people being educated about the true meaning of Juneteenth. And I'm hoping that the young people will understand what happened so long ago. And the fact that it took two and a half years for the people in Texas to get the word that they were free. I'm wanting them to be sure in their lifetime that these kinds of things don't happen again.
3: I mean, what inspired you to want to make this something that is a federal holiday that's recognized nationally?
1: I truly believe that we can bridge the gap that seems to divide us. And I think that we can do it together. I don't want them to think it's a black thing. I don't want them to think it's a Texas thing. It's not, it's for everybody. The United States is the greatest country in the world. And there's no reason for the division that still exists. So I'll keep on walking, I'll keep on talking till Juneteenth is a national holiday.
3: And speaking of the walking, you are making your yearly trek up to Washington, D.C. What do you want to tell President Biden when you get there about making Juneteenth a holiday?
1: Well, first, I want to be able to get there, which means I want everybody to go to opalswalktodc.com. But we have to keep it before the people, before Congress. They've got so much on that plate. You know, I'm like an old lady on a soapbox. Oh, I just can't get it over to them fast enough that we got work to do.
3: Tell me about your house in Fort Worth. I hear it's kind of like a, a little museum in its own way.
1: <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to have a museum. I've got a library of my own and people think it's pretty good. All these 94 years that I've lived and so, it's stuff all over the place. And I'm gonna ask the city and somebody else to make a museum out of it. Because it's got lots, lots of stuff.
3: Miss Opal, thank you so much for talking to us on the 10th. Thank you
1: for having me.
0: If you're interested in walking along with Miss Opal Lee, grab a grown up and head to www.opalswalktodc.com and find out more about virtual and in person walks near you. Now, let's check in on some headlines. The controversial Keystone XL pipeline was canceled by the company in charge of its construction last week. Over the last decade, the project has faced protests from environmental groups, indigenous communities, ranchers, and more who have fought for years to stop its construction. What are you doing? Your water is under
1: attack. Stand up, fight back.
0: In vaccine news, the United States will buy 500 million doses from Pfizer and donate them to nations around the world. It's an important step to getting the virus under control and getting vaccines for the countries that need them most.
1: Nice.
0: And in animal updates, Los Angeles County is asking people not to feed the pea fowl. You guessed it. The county has had a problem with having too many peacocks and pea hens. That's the word for a female peacock. The birds were originally brought to California to help ranchers, but now they've invaded backyards and are destroying native habitats. Feeding them encourages peafowl to stick around, so officials want you to keep your lunch to yourself. It isn't for the birds. And now... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. Speaking of food... Juneteenth is known for its celebrations that feature food and drinks colored with a beautiful bright color. What color is it? A. Red, B. Green, or C. Neon Orange? Did you guess it? The answer is A. Lots of foods eaten during Juneteenth meals across America include red-colored treats like red velvet cake and red strawberry soda. The reason for red? The color red has deep symbolism for the African-American community. It represents the blood of millions of enslaved people. Historians have also connected the color's roots back to traditions and beliefs from African cultures. For example, in parts of West Africa... The color red symbolizes strength, life, death, and spirituality.
1: Wow!
0: Red teas were created from hibiscus flowers and coconuts, trees native to West Africa. Enslaved people also made drinks from red corn. And after slavery was abolished, red drinks appeared all over the South, like in teas and lemonades steeped with red fruits. Later, in the 1920s, Red sodas became a Juneteenth celebration staple. And the tradition still continues today. Cool! Time's up, but before we go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Thanks for listening to The 10 News. Look out for our new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. You can go deeper into today's stories by visiting the10news.com. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media, and Next Chapter Podcasts, and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team are hiding from P-Fowls and includes Kate Hale, Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, Jenner Pasqua, and Sarah Olander. Pamela Kirkland contributed to this episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to The 10 News. Have an awesome jubilee!